Hi, this is The Rocket Recovery. Today we are going to speak life. And I want you to know that there are days where I don't feel like speaking life. <laughs> I'm doing nothing but rehearsing negativity and noisy stuff and condemning myself and beating myself up with guilt and shame and self-condemnation. And the Lord's saying, no, 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 mm-mm back up. I want you to speak life. So the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach the good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to appoint them that mourn, to give them beauty for their ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. And then you're going to rebuild the old waste. You're going to repair those cities and the desolations of many generations. And ye shall be like an oak of righteousness. So I want you to understand that God says no matter how bad it is, no matter how ugly it is, no matter how dead it is, that he can redeem it that you can speak life into yourself, life everlasting, life eternal. As we've been going through the book of John, we're realizing that in every chapter he talks about life, and in every chapter he talks about believing. So we're going to look at uh, four little scenarios here about death. In Luke 7, 11 through 15, in the message it says, not long after that, Jesus went to the village of Nain. His disciples were with him, along with quite a large crowd. And as they approached the village gate, they met a funeral procession. A woman's only son was being carried out for burial, and the mother was a widow. When Jesus saw her, his heart broke. He said to her, Don't cry. And then he went over and he touched the coffin. The pallbearers stopped, and he said, Young man, I tell you, Get up. So the dead son sat up and began talking, and Jesus presented him to his mother. So there may be things in your life that is dead, and you may feel like you're desolate, like the old uh, widows of the olden age. So even as you're going to the grave to bury it, Jesus can speak life on it. So if you have given up on something in your life, some sort of dream, some sort of hope, I want you to know that Jesus Christ is full of compassion, and even if you're not asking Him, He can raise that thing up again. Now the next section of death that I want to talk about is Lazarus in the grave. And I want you to know that uh, Lazarus had was the friend of Jesus, and his sisters were Mary and Martha. And Mary was the one that anointed Jesus' feet and wiped it with her hair. And they call to Jesus, and they say to him, Lazarus, our brother is sick. Lord, uh, come, come. And Jesus heard this, and he says, Oh, the sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified. And so he heard this, but he stayed where he was at for another couple of days. And his disciples says, um, Let us go into Judea. And, and the rabbi, the Jews, were now seeking to stone him, 
And they were saying, are we really going to go to Judea? Because don't you know they're trying to kill you? <laughs> so if a man walks in the day, he's going to, he, if a man walks in the day, he stumbles not, but he sees from the light of the world. But if a man walks in the night, he stumbles because the light is not in him. So Jesus is telling them, I'm the light. When we go, we're going to go with me. We're not going to stumble. We're not going to fall away. And uh, our friend Lazarus is asleep. It's okay that he sleeps. Um, and so they're thinking, okay, he's sleeping, so he's recovering. But they didn't realize that Jesus spoke of the fact that he was dead. So finally he said, Lazarus is dead. And I am glad for your sakes that I was not there, that you might believe. Nevertheless, let's go to him. So Thomas, one of the fellow disciples, says, Oh, yes, let us all go that we may all die. <laughs> so he's speaking death into the situation. He's thinking they're going to go through Judea, and because the people are wanting, and the Pharisees have want, are wanting to kill Jesus, that they're all going to be killed because they're with Jesus. And so he's got some negativity going on. He's speaking some death, but he's like, oh, well, let's just all go. So when Jesus came, he found that he had been in the tomb. Lazarus has been in the tomb for four days. And um, many of the Jews came to Mary and Martha to, to console them about their brother being passed away. So when Jesus was coming, Martha went and met with him, but Mary was still in the house. And Martha says, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And Jesus says, no, uh, your brother shall rise again. And Martha said, oh, I know he will in the last days. And Jesus says, I am the resurrection. I am the life. He that believes on me shall not die. Even when he dies, he shall live. And whosoever lives and believes on me shall never die. Believe you this? So he's talking to Martha. He's telling her, I'm resurrection. I'm life. I am the light. Look, he does. he's not dead. I know you think he's dead, but I am resurrection. So she says unto him, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, that has come into the world. And then she, went, she goes away and she calls Mary. And she says, the teacher is here. And so she arose and went quickly to him. Now all the Jews thought that Mary was going to the tomb to weep. But instead she goes and she falls down at the feet of Jesus. And she says, my brother is gone. My brother has died. And she's weeping and groaning in her spirit. And she is troubled. And Jesus says, where have you laid him? And then Jesus cries with her. His heart is moved with compassion. So just in our last story, Jesus was moved for compassion, with compassion for the, the uh, widow that had just lost her son. So here he is. He sees Mary crying, and he's moved with compassion again. So the Jews therefore said, Behold how he loved him. Could not this man have op that have, has opened the eyes of the blind also cause this man to not die? So Jesus therefore arose groaning as he went to the tomb. It was a cave and the stone laid on it. And he says, take away the stone. And Martha, the sister, said, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, Jesus, he's decayed. He is dead. So she doesn't believe, even though she said she believed in resurrection life, she doesn't believe it's for now. So he said, if you believe, you shall see the glory of God. 
So they took away the stone, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said to the Father, um, I know that you hear me always, but because of the multitude that stands around, I want, I want to speak to you out loud, that they may believe that you sent me. And then he cries forth in a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came forth. He was bound foot and hand in grave clothes, and his face was bound also with a napkin. And Jesus said, Loose him and let him go. So many, therefore, of the Jews who came to Mary and beheld that which he did believed on him. But some of them went away and told the Pharisees. They told them the things that Jesus had done. So there are two types of things here at the end. There's a whole group that believes, and there's a whole group that wants to go and tattle, <laughs> and wants to cause division. So when your miracle's coming, when the Lord has had compassion on you, when He's raising up something that stinks in your life, there are going to be those that are for you and those that are against you. So I want you to figure out which ones, which one of your friends around you are speaking life. So. I want you to have the ones that are speaking life over you and speaking life into you to help you get out of those grave clothes so that you can live a new life in Jesus Christ, so you can hear His voice. So even if you are dead inside, you can hear when Jesus calls you. You can hear Him say, that's enough, come forth. I know I know it stinks, I know you stink, I know your whole life stinks, but I speak life into you. Now the next story is about Ezekiel's dry bones. So even if your flesh is rotted off and you are in the valley of death and there aren't nothing but a bunch of bones, I am willing to prophesy over you and to breathe life into you through the power of the Holy Spirit. Don't worry, even the bones can hear the voice of God. So in Ezekiel 37, he says, God grabbed me. God's Spirit took me up and sent me down in the middle of an open plain strewn with bones. He led me around many of them, lots of bones. There were bones over the plains and dry bones and bleached in the sun. And he said, Son of man, can these bones live? And I said, Master God, only you know that. Prophesy over these bones, says the Lord. Dry bones, listen to the message of God. And God the Master told the dry bones, watch this. I'm bringing the breath of life to you, and you'll come to life, and I'll attach sinuses to you. Put meat on your bones, cover you with skin, and breathe life into you, and you will come alive, and you'll realize that I am God. And I prophesied just as I had been commanded. As I prophesied, there was a sound, oh, a rustling. The bones moved and came together, bone to bone. I kept watching. Signs, si sinuses formed. The muscles on the bones, the skin was stretched over them, but they had no breath in them. And he said to me, prophesy breath, prophesy, son of man, tell the breath. God the Master says, come from the four winds, come and breathe, breathe on the slain bodies and breathe life. So I prophesied just as he commanded me, the breath entered into them and they came alive. They stood upon their feet a huge army and then said to them, son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Listen to what they're saying. Our bones are dried up. Our hope is gone. There's nothing left for us. If you're saying that, I want you to listen to the prophecy. 
God the Master says, I dig up your graves. I bring you out alive, oh my people. <laughs> and then I'll take you straight to the land. When I digged up the graves and brought out my people, you will realize that I am God. I'll breathe my life into you and you will live. I'll lead you straight back to your land and you will realize that I am God. And I have said it. I will do it. God decrees it. So even if you feel like you are so dead that you are stuck in the grave and that you're, everything's rotted off of you and everything's gone and all you are are bones, God can still speak life into you. So in Psalms 139, it says, Even if you make your bed in hell, there I am. <laughs> if I climb upward to the rays of the morning sun, or land on the most distant shore of the sea where the sun sets, even there your hand will guide me and your right hand will hold me. If I say, let the darkness hide me, let the light around me turn into night, even the darkness is not too dark. Night is as bright as day. Darkness as light as this are the same to you. You alone created my inner being. You knit me together inside my mother's womb. I will give thanks to you because I am so amazingly and miraculously made. Your works are miraculous, and my soul is fully aware of this. My bones are not hidden from you when I was made in secret, when I was skillfully woven in my mother's womb. Your eyes saw me when I was only a fetus. Every day of my life was recorded in your book before one of them had taken place. How precious are your thoughts concerning me, O God! How vast in number are they! If I tried to count them, they would be more than the grains of the sand. When I awake, I am still with you. So the Spirit of God can raise you up. You can never escape His Spirit. You can never run away. I want you to look your eyes up, and I want you to understand that there is life, and there is life eternal and life everlasting in Jesus Christ. And there is Jesus on the cross. He has opened the graves. He has went to hell, and He has preached and set the captives free. <laughs> and He can set you free. Even though this widow's son was dead and on the way to the grave, even though Lazarus was rotting in a, in a tomb, he was able to come alive. Even though there was nothing but bones in the valley of Ezekiel's um, dry bones, God can speak life. And even though you may have made your bed in hell and tried to escape the presence of God, your darkness can become bright as day, and I speak life, and I speak eternal life, and I speak everlasting life over you. The resurrection life, it is in Jesus. It is in the blood of Jesus that you will come alive, that the gates of your grave will be opened, that your attitudes will no longer stink, that your, your circumstances will no, no longer stink, and that He will redeem it all, and that He will set you free, that you will no longer be a captive, that all that was meant be um, devastating in your life instead will be the beauty that God has given you that you will be able to move it to the altar that your broken heart you will no longer be bound up in that that he will give you beauty for ashes the oil of joy for mourning and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness that now you may be a tree of righteousness and glorify the Lord God our Father and this was Angie Meadows and this was Speaking Life.